Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that could help you sleep, focus, act, or be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. I know because it's definitely helped me too. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has three-minute SOS meditations for you. Need some help falling asleep? They can help you with wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has stuff that you could do with your kids too. And their approach to mindfulness can help you reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Like I said, I use Headspace as well. I used to use it back in the day, then I got off of it for a while to use another tool. But then, honestly, I came back to it, and it's even better. The voicing, the meditation, it definitely, even just with five minutes a day, it really changes everything for me. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Incredible. So you deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash SPI. That's headspace.com slash SPI for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash SPI today. All right, I, I gotta admit, I tried it, and I actually liked it. I actually did. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Instagram Reels. If you don't know or haven't heard of Instagram Reels yet, R-E-E-L-S, it's essentially a ripoff of this thing called TikTok, which you may have heard of as well. This is a short form video platform that is all the rage right now. And today we have a special guest on the show, Kenya Kelly, who's been absolutely crushing it. Not just because she's like doing some dances here and there, which is the thing we all see when we go on these platforms, but honestly, a true way to grow her business, to sell more books, and it's inspired me to get up on the platform and build relationships with my audience, but also, yes, indeed, drive more traffic, increase my followers, just unlike anything else I've done so far. So although many of us think that this may be a fad, this style of format is here to stay, and whether it's TikTok and who knows what's gonna happen to it in terms of it not being allowed to be used in the US anymore, that's been something that has hit the headlines a few times, or Instagram Reels, or whatever the next one might be, Paying attention to the principles and the why behind this kind of content can be really fun and exciting and definitely profitable in bringing results too. So that's what we're talking about today with Kenya Kelly from kenyakelly.com. She's awesome and I cannot wait to introduce her to you. But first, let's play the intro, let's go. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, his favorite pizza topping is pepperoni, pepperoni, and more pepperoni, Pat Flynn. What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to session 444. Yes, 444. It's like a nice-looking number right there, 444. And uh, my name is Pat Flynn here to help you make more money, save more time, and help more people, too. This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast and you know, the short form content, this short form video content, I didn't think I'd like it. I didn't think I'd have fun with it. I didn't think it would give me results. I thought it was just for the teens who did funny dances or renegade or whatever that the latest dance crate is or challenge is. And honestly, it's been pretty neat to see the results. If you wanna see and check out what I've been up to on Instagram, you can check out instagram.com slash Pat Flynn. I'd also recommend you check out Kenya there as well. Kenya, K-E-E-N-Y-A, 
Kelly at Kenya Kelly. She's there. She'll show you how it's done. She's super. Let's get into the chat. Here we go. Kenya, welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here. Oh, this is, I'm, I've been looking forward to this interview for so long because you've been absolutely crushing it lately on TikTok and now Reels came into play and you are just embracing this. And, and, and I've gotten to know you so well just through how you've shown up in those platforms. And I definitely <laughs> wanna say thank you for the inspiration because now I'm doing Reels now and I'm getting some good results. And I wanna unpack all this for everybody for sure who I know this is why they're listening. Plus, they wanna hear from an awesome entrepreneur like you. And I'd love to unpack your just origin story. How did you get started? Tell me your business history. I know about it from what you've shared on your reels, but I think it's a inspirational story with with ups and downs, obviously. And I'd love to have you speak to that a little bit. Yeah. So basically, I think in my DNA, entrepreneurship was always there um, because as a kid I, in, in school, I would buy candy for five cents and sell it for 25 cents. And so everybody knew that I would go the entrepreneurship route. And so I, in college, I actually got recruited into a network marketing company. And that is what caused me to learn about more who I am, the, the charismatic thing that I didn't know that I had. They taught me how to speak in front of the room, be confident, had me reading all these books and all this stuff. Well, later on in life, I ended up going back to full-time uh, work, like being an employee. And <laughs> I loved my job, but like it's something about being an entrepreneur that it shifts your mind. Like it's hard for your boss to tell you what to do. It's hard for you to get paid $30,000 a year when you know you could be making that in a month. And so what happened for me was as a Black woman, our whole lives were always taught to have straight hair. And so I had this chemical on my hair my whole life and ended up one day saying, I'm going to cut all this off and let's just see what my hair looks like without it. Well, my hair starts growing out curly and the entrepreneur side of me said, wait a minute, I don't know what I'm doing. Let me start a business and I'm going to do trade shows and I'm going to bring in people to teach women with hair like mine how to care for their hair. Well, what ended up happening was that blew all the way up. And one of the reasons it blew up was because of my branding, the way that I saw things, the way that I had things designed. People like thought I was this big multi-million dollar business. And after years of doing that, I realized that the hair thing wasn't really my thing. It was branding and teaching people how to have successful businesses and like brands that will, how to have good brands that will cause them to make more money. And so that's kind of what threw me into the loop back in 2016 to actually start my branding and consulting business. That's so dope. I want to talk about this hair business really quick because it sounds like it took off and it was because of the way you branded it. If you were to describe how you branded it and the perception that other people had of it, like how did, how did you make that happen? What Like tell us the brand and tell us all about it. Yeah, so it's called Return of the Curl. They don't do it anymore right now. but it, And so we like... My the way that my mind works, if you talk to me for five minutes, everything I can see everything in pictures. And so when I thought about doing a trade show, like one, I'm not in hair care. So how were people going to why were they going to pay money to come to this event? Why were companies going to give me hundreds of dollars for a booth space? Why would big brands even talk to me? And I knew that I had to appear in a way that was incredibly attractive to those that I wanted to reach, whether it was the, the customers or the, the vendors and or the sponsors. And so because of my background, I went to a designer and said, hey, I want a website. I want it to look like this and feel like this. When someone comes to this site, looks at this flyer, looks at this media kit, I want them to say, I want to be a part of this and not even ask themselves how long has it been established. And that's exactly what happened. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Do, was there any feelings of 
hey, maybe I'm trying to be somebody I'm not. I know this is a thing that a lot of people struggle with when they're trying to build a business and they often have that self-doubt, like, why would anybody trust me? What if I put up this beautiful website? What if I say these things, but it's not true? Or who's going to follow me? How would you reply to somebody who has these sorts of thoughts? Yeah, I think all of us deal with that. I mean, I deal with that still now. And I think the (laughs) average person does, you know, like I had no hair care experience. I had no treasure experience, but I just had this like, there was this thing in me that said, I can do this. And I really think it was because I read so many books in college. They forced us to read all these books, the network marketing, that something in me said, if I fail, that's okay, because all the greats failed. Like, you know, Michael Jordan always says, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And so because I heard that at 19 and I was now 30 at that time, it was like, well, I'm going to take this shot. And if I fail, I'm not a failure. It's just that this venture failed. And I just kept saying to myself, I can do this. I can do this. I didn't realize how great I could do it, but I just said I could do it. Can you share what some of these books are? They seem to have had a major impact on your life. Any standouts that you want to share with everybody listening? Yeah. So the first book my um, mentor had me read was called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, because I didn't know that there was an employee, small business, big business and investor. All I knew was that I could have a job. And so he had to teach me that there was another way of doing things. The second thing he had me do was every John C. Maxwell book that was ever written, I was reading. So my first book was like the 21 Indispensable Qualities of a Leader. It was the smallest one he had. And then he had me read the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. After that, which is one of my favorite books, is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And that book was teaching the value of basically what I got from the book was listening to people. Like you can know all the things and be the the best person in the room, but people will feel like you're the greatest person in the room if you listen to them more than they have to listen to you. And that book changed the way I do everything, even dating. Because like if I listen to all these men, they're all in love with me. So it's weird. (laughs) (laughs) And that book, definitely very influential for me as well as I know a lot of the listeners as well. And if you haven't picked that one up, maybe one of those books that Keenan just mentioned, absolutely pick up for sure. And you had mentioned earlier in your intro how you didn't know you had this charisma in you. And I would love to, because I think people will see you on your TikToks and your reels and and your videos and they're gonna be like, oh my gosh, Kenya just has this bubbly personality. She's so amazing to connect with. I don't have that kind of personality though. I'm not an extrovert or I am not, charismatic like that? Can I still succeed? How would you answer that question? Yeah, I would say that everybody has their own little thing. Like I look at, if you look at someone like, let's just compare, like Oprah. Oprah has that me. Like I remind myself of Oprah a lot. But if you look at Ellen, Ellen doesn't have that same big old personality that Oprah Winfrey does, but she's still very successful. And if you look at someone like, not President Trump, but Donald Trump, the businessman, his personality is drastically different from both of them, but all three of them are incredibly successful. So if they all three jumped on TikTok, they would come across very differently. But there's an audience for everybody. That's like when I look at your reels, Pat, versus my reels, they're both very different, but there's an audience for each person. And we just have to love who we are and how we are and put ourselves out there. And what ends up happening is thousands of people find us and go, I really like them. And some of people, it's the charisma, some it's the simplicity, some it's just whatever your it factor is. And the it is just you being you. 
Mm, I love that. And, and and I think part of what you just mentioned is so important. That's your ability to love who you are and to be comfortable with who you are and who you feel you should be. And I know that, and before we discuss TikTok and Reels, and I promise we're going to get to that in just a moment, in your TikTok and Reels, I know that you've had this incredible journey with perhaps people who didn't believe in you as you were making these changes from your ex-husband to perhaps even friends who were just like, why are you moving to California? Why are you doing these things? And, you know, go get a real job and all these kinds of situations. Like, t tell me a little bit about the kinds of hurdles that you had to overcome and, and how you overcame them. Yeah. So for me, I'm the youngest of four girls. And so I love my family, but there was never, no one encouraged me to get good grades. No one encouraged me to go to college. And so when I was in school, I was kind of like, I would do just enough. But eventually I watched my sisters go down one road and I was like, hmm, I don't really think I want to go that road, but I didn't have anybody to follow. So I latched onto friends and I watched them get good grades and go to college. And I decided, well, I'm going to follow them. I even followed one of them to college because I, I wanted to have somebody at the college I was going to. And so I just started going down that road of other people that were doing things that I wanted to do. And their parents, of course, along the road started to encourage me. But even with entrepreneurship, like getting into network marketing, people are like, oh, that's a pyramid scheme, you know, all the things. And I had these two worlds, like we all do, where I had to go, I can listen to this, but what if I just tried it? If I failed, that's okay. I can just go back over to, you know, getting a job. And the more I took a risk on the thing that everybody was saying the opposite, I realized that, huh, there is, there's something on this other side. And like, God bless my ex-husband. But even in that situation, when I was with him, something in him and me caused me to go, when I was married, like I was making $22,000 a year, which is not bad, but I was used to making like six figures. Something in me and in that relationship would not let me be who I was. And with him, I mean, I had my moments where I did not want to become Kenya Kelly, become this big phenom because he wasn't, he wasn't going in that direction. He was just happy with the status quo. And I thank God for what happened in the marriage that let me kind of go out. And I just kept having to say to myself, like, Kenya, this is what's happening in you in life is happening, but you've got two choices. You can go the, the route that everybody wants you to take, or you can go the John C. Maxwell route. You can go the, the Michael Jordan route. You can go all these other routes. And that even with me moving to California, you know, at first I, I spent most of my years in Kentucky, then I moved to Virginia. But before I did that, people said, don't do it. And before I moved from Virginia to Texas, they said, don't go to Texas. This is going to happen in Texas. And when I felt like God was telling me to move from Texas to California, people were like, don't go out there. Everybody goes to California. They're homeless. You're not going to be an actress again. That's not going to work. Nobody's going to read your book. And I don't think that people were intentionally trying to do that. I think that it makes people very uncomfortable when you do something that they're not doing. Like I read a book called The Dream Giver, and it talks about how people are afraid. And when they're afraid, they say things and they do things like they didn't want me to uh, divorce my ex-husband, but he was cheating. You know, they didn't want me to move because they were scared. But I kept saying, Kenya, if everybody keeps telling you how to live your life, you're going to live their life. And next thing you know, they're going to be gone. And you're still in this place wishing and hoping that you had moved and done something. I, I once heard the story that we live in what is the analogy a bucket of crabs. And if you ever have like a bucket of live crabs, you'll, you're going to find that none of them are ever going to crawl out because as soon as one tries to crawl out, 
the other ones will pinch it and come back down like no don't leave like you we need to be here together even though one wants to go out and i i 100 agree with you so i love how even in college and throughout your career you've always found people and mentors and those who will support you all throughout even outside of your family even even though that can be tough sometimes you found you found that mentorship i know i also know you're also a, a fan and almost kind of like a mentee of shalene johnson just like i am and 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 we connected actually through her and I've seen her on your podcast. I'm just, again, I'm so thankful you're here. Thank you for being vulnerable and opening up your story and, and sharing this with us. I, I think this is going to inspire a lot of people. I want to know for all the listeners who are like, uh, TikTok reels, like aren't those for teens who do these crazy dances like the renegade? Like that's all that TikTok is for. Convince us otherwise, because I know, but I want, I want to hear it from the expert. Yeah. Okay. So let me tell you how I first even got onto it. So Shalene had been talking about TikTok for two years and I just couldn't, I just couldn't get it. I just couldn't get it. And what happened for me was I'm here in California and I rent a house and I rented out some rooms to some students. And so I was working from home. When the pandemic hit, we were all forced into, into the house. And so here I am with these 20 year olds all dealing with fear of getting the coronavirus. And I'm like, how in the world will it run my business? And I'm battling with fear. And so I'm like, what do I do? And I personally feel like I heard God tell me to get on TikTok. At first I was like, God, what do you know about TikTok? But I get on TikTok and I'm like, what is the point of this? And I realized that one, I needed an escape from the craziness and the fear and all that type of stuff. But when I, once I got on there and I pr produced like my first video or two, I realized that I was making people happy. Now, I initially, I saw all the teenagers dancing, doing the renegade and the baby shark challenge. And I'm like, what is this? And I, I initially just used it as a, a source of entertainment. But it started to click when I saw some of the marketers doing things that were entertaining, but educating. I call it edutainment. And I watched them go from 10,000 followers to 100,000 to a million. And I'm like, OK, this is the same thing as Facebook, as Instagram and all the other platforms before the marketers came over. Because when Facebook first came out, it was only for college students. And now we're all there and the same thing. And so I get on the TikTok and I start producing content, fun, dancing content, or just teaching content. And I hit 10,000 followers in a matter of like three weeks or something like that. I don't have 10,000 followers on Instagram and I've been there for years, <laughs> you know? Um, and so fast forward, five months later, I'm at 67,000 followers selling my books, courses, email list is blowing up because People think that it's just teenagers on Reels and on TikTok, but it's not. There's a high percentage of people that are over 20, over 25 on the app to be entertained. And when people are there to be entertained, we just interrupt the scroll with our educated content and it causes them to then engage with us. Yeah, I mean, the fact that we're a little bit older and on the platform the other older people go, oh, that person's kind of similar to me. Like, let's let's follow more of that person and skip through all the the dancing. <laughs> the dancing is fun, though. And, you know, I've done a few dances here and there, but you, you're a master at it and you're, you're so much fun to watch. And I think that keyword edutainment is really key. And like what you said earlier, different people have different ways of being entertaining. You don't have to be so extroverted and out there and dancing. There's, I mean, I've followed some people on TikTok and Reels who are like, very helpful because they're talking about podcasting and all this other stuff. But it's also like, it makes me smile or it makes me laugh or it teaches me a thing here and there. And so how would you recommend people get started on on one or the other? And also like, maybe like which one? I, I Reels just recently came out like a classic Instagram just 
basically stealing a feature of another platform, just like they did with Snapchat and stories back in the day. But it's here to stay. And it's something that and, and we'll talk numbers in just a minute. But how would a person get started? Like, where, where would you recommend a person who's like, okay, I'm interested? Like, but what do I do first? Yeah. So I would tell a person, don't start with TikTok because if you're brand new to the platform, Reels, the the features on Reels are a lot less. There's a lot less things to like confuse yourself with. So I would start with Reels. But the first thing that I would do is if a person is actually producing Instagram stories, then you're actually already producing Instagram Reels. I would create a story that is only 15 seconds and then download that story to your phone, click on Reels and literally upload that video to the Reels platform. And then you can watch how fast the engagement happens. Once you do that, then you get onto Reels and record your own video and then just start with trying to add text. You can leave things in drafts, don't necessarily post it to your platform, but at least start by playing around with it. Once you kind of perfect Reels, then I will encourage you to go to TikTok because TikTok is this fast growing viral sensation thing happening over there. But I don't want you to get like overwhelmed with that. So I would start with Reels, stories and then Reels. How do stories differ from Reels? Like what's the benefit of taking that story-like structure and putting it on something like Reels? Yeah. So with Instagram stories, the only person that's going to see your stories are the people that are actually following you right? When you take your video and you post it onto Reels, Instagram is going to push it out to the entire world, right? So when people are going to the Explore page, you're not going to the Explore page because you're looking for the folks that you follow. You're looking for new people to interact with. And so I have watched me gain hundreds of new followers in the last three weeks just from posting my Instagram stories or even new Reels onto the Reels platform. But in addition to that, like, when you're posting your things on Reels and it's going to the Explore page, you can produce that same content in your stories. You can put that in your timeline and you can even put it in your Instagram TV if you want to. Yeah, I've I've done the sort of multi-platform within Instagram, the stories, the feed and the Reels. And honestly, it's kind of depressing. And here's why. Because I spend so much time on YouTube creating videos and legit the first video I posted on Reels had like 10 times more viewers. And I was like, what the heck is going on here? And I think this is the power of pl- of these platforms right now is the algorithms that they have, the ability for you to be put in front of people. I mean, that's why TikTok kind of got big and it's, it's still pretty unique, but Reels is catching up in terms of findability. But when you go to your Explore page, you're gonna see the biggest box on there right now in Instagram is Reels. They're pushing it out there. And of course, TikTok's kind of the same way. When we... When we post our, let's just stick with Reels for now, or even TikTok, like I know the words that you include within that post as well are very important. Any tips or advice for newbies like me who want to be seen by as many people as possible? Yeah. So one of the things I, I thought initially, I thought that, oh, every single video that I posted on Reels had to have text overlay. But I started watching like Shalene's son, Brock, and some of his videos didn't have text overlay. It was just him just posting the videos. And so I started making a correlation between Reels and TikTok. What we're realizing is that when you are writing the caption, like just for your, your video, people will typically read the caption. Like the, your video is going to pop up and they're going to read the caption to determine if they should watch your video. Now, I do feel like that people that have captions and text on their videos, you cause people to watch it even more. 
One, because if someone can't listen to the sound, but they're able to watch you and like read the text, that's going to cause them to stay longer. And if you're educating them, then that's even more shareable content versus you just talking in a video. They can actually see what you're saying, like each each bullet point um, in your video. Now people want to share it with other people. Uh, the, and then the caption you also mentioned being really key. Do we should we include hashtags? How do we know what hashtags like just do we go like crazy with it and add a hundred of them or like what's a, what's a good amount? Yeah. So with the hashtags, I, I normally do not add hashtags to all of my reels. I just add captions. If I'm going to share that reel to my actual Instagram feed, then I will share the video to my feed and then upload my 30 hashtags. I think um, Instagram's limit is 30. And so I typically will do 20, 28 to 30 hashtags in my first comment of my video. Got it. Let's say somebody's interested. They get up on the app and they're like, okay, I'm ready. And then, and they're just kind of like, oh, I don't even know what to do. Where, where might you go to find inspiration? Are you allowed to watch other videos and kind of like adopt something from one video and, and use it for your own? Yeah. So with Reels, I'm not quite sure how people are feeling about that yet. That's kind of how TikTok has worked. You know, they've got all these challenges and we're all doing basically the exact same thing with a little bit of spin on it. So I think that on the TikTok platform, it's more acceptable because that's what we do every single day. On Reels, I think that because you've got a lot more business people, that that may be a little more frowned upon if you if you 100% copy someone. Now, I will see someone do... Uh, I think I saw you do the level up challenge of five, four, three, two, one. And I said, oh yeah, I want to use that audio too. But I didn't do the exact same thing that you did. I did my own particular content. So I would not copy on Instagram because people just, it's just a little different than when you're on TikTok. Right, right. I agree. I wouldn't copy hundred percent, but I, I, I have been, what's helped me on reels is watching other people's videos like that randomly pop up to me. And there was one video that I saw, like a woman came in and then on the caption, it was like, how my husband feels when I get my hair done. And she's walking in the door, her hair looks all good and she looks at her husband and then the Tupac song Changes comes on and it starts with, I see no changes. Yeah. And I was like, I cracked up, right? Because I was like, that's how a wife feels about her husband, about the, the, the getting her hair done. And then I was like, oh, how can I use that same audio? And what you could do is you can like use the same audio that somebody else uses. So I did that. But I was like, let me put a spin on it. Hey, hot new marketing trend, do to do, implementing, seeing results. I see no changes. And yeah. it's like, kind of, <laughs> and, and that was one of my most, I had 21,000 views on that one. You know, it's, it's crazy. I did another one that, that did really well. And you can obviously see this on my Instagram. And I definitely recommend you check out Kenya's. What's, what's your Instagram handle so we could see there? So it's at Kenya Kelly, K E E N Y A K E L L Y. Perfect. Easy enough. Th this last video I did was sort of a, um, you know, I've seen other people do something similar. It's like mistakes I've made doing blank. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do a, a whole series, like one per video of mistakes I've doing podcasting. Right. And the first video I popped up was like a little just funny clip of me forgetting to hit record after an interview and then like oh, starting to cry. Right. And then I play a song that, that's like, kind of sad and it, it, anyway it's like i'm having a lot of fun with it number one it's like scratching that creative itch but in a nice little tiny container where i can get enough and have fun and you know if it were to fail it's okay i've done a couple videos that completely bombed but <laughs> me too what are some of your your best videos or like ones that like kind of surprised you i think the one 
what did I do? Oh, the one where I did talking about moving to California. I was yeah, yeah, yeah. surprised that people really watched it. They liked it and they engaged with it. And it's basically where I'm saying that talking about moving to California and people are saying, don't go to California. You're not going to be a good actress. This is not going to happen. And then my screen changes to me writing a book, becoming a paid actress again, and then producing a, uh, a production studio. And that video is doing really well right now on Instagram, on Reels. Like by really well, like how well? Um, I think we're at almost 30,000 views right now, but my inbox is flooded with people talking to me. So like, I love the views and engagement, but I really like the DMs and that one is causing more like conversation. Yeah. And let's talk about that. Like, okay, these videos are fun and you can get viewers, but how does this convert into anything tangible for a business? Like, how do we start thinking about it in that way? Yeah. So for me, like before you start onto reels, like producing things, you've got to take a look at what's what's on your Instagram page in general. Like what's going on with your bio? Do you have a free tool for them in the, the clickable link on your on your page? Because when people go and start watching your reels, if they like you, guess what they're going to do? They're not just going to keep watching more videos. They're going to click on your page. And if you've got things on your page where they can opt into, now you can pull them from just a viewer or follower to an actual subscriber on your email list. In addition to that, I tell people that with the same personality, make sure that you are producing Instagram TV videos because the reels are 15 seconds and then our stories disappear. But if you've got content like business content, whatever your thing is on your Instagram TV, well, now they're going from the reels to those different things as well. But in your uh, reels, like right right now, I, I posted a video today talking about the difference between reels versus TikTok, right? And I point to each of them and then they disappear. Well, at the bottom of it, like, and it's there the entire time, it has Kenya, it has my website and a link to a reels mini course that I created. And I, what I did was I know that my goal is to sell people into that, like, course or whatever. But instead of me doing a direct sale, I did a passive sale by making them focus on the things that I'm pointing at. But they still see this little thing at the bottom right hand side of the screen and go, what is that? And that's going to draw them to the paid product that I'm trying to get them to buy. Now, other videos, I will do a direct sale and say, book me for a one on one. Let me help you design your logo. But sometimes we just do passive things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mixing it up is great. And obviously inserting some entertainment type stuff without with no, no pitch or nothing and then you know the, the Gary V jab 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 right hook right exactly Just that that sort of situation that that that's great I love that the same thing could be done on TikTok as well like do you find that the audiences are very similar who find you eventually Yep, exactly. Like one of the biggest videos that I've got is still viral on uh, TikTok. I, it actually made me the number one TikToker in self-care for the last three months. I'm still number one. And that's just a video of me is talking about, oh, I remember when I was going through divorce, I was really sad. And instead of being depressed, I wrote a book. And so I show my book in the video for like maybe three seconds and I start dancing and then the video goes off. Well, I've gotten, I've sold I don't know how many of those books just from that one video. People kept saying, what is the name of your book? What's the name of your book? And I get all these DMs on TikTok saying, what's the name of your book again? I can't, I, I can't remember the title. I can't see the title. That's so dope. And so how many views does that video have? So that particular video has well over a million views, but I redid it again. And that one has a million views. And how long was this video? 15 seconds. How long did it take for you to create? Well, 30 seconds. 30 seconds with the editing. Yes. Dude, this is crazy. 
how do we know? And I know there's people listening who are like, okay, this sounds great. You're selling this. Obviously, it's working for you. I am interested, but this could be one of those excuses as a distraction, right? Another squirrel, another bright light thing. Like how how would you recommend who who is this for? Maybe is a better way to frame it. Who would you say Reels and TikTok is for? How do we know now is the right time for us to do it? And and who is it not for? Yeah. So I would say that these platforms are not for people that if you don't want to get in front of a large group of people, if you don't want to go viral, if you don't want to 10x your business, then it's not for you. You're a salesman. You're totally a salesman. Right. right. (laughs) (laughs) But it is it's it is for anybody that has built something. Because like, here's the thing with marketing. Marketing is about getting our products and services in front of a massive group of people. We know all of them are not going to buy. We already know that, but we don't know who is going to buy until we get our products and services in front of it, you know? And so we do all this stuff on all these different platforms and get on podcasts and all that. Why? Because we're trying to sell our products and services. So this is for anybody. It doesn't matter what your business is, whether you are a painter, a dancer, a yoga instructor. If you're trying to sell something, I guarantee you this is for you. And I'm really serious though, that like if someone doesn't want to make a ton of money and go viral, then that's not the person that wants to be here, you know, because like you do one good video on Reels or TikTok and kaboom. Yeah. that I mean, the algorithms are built for that, right? And that's, that's the struggle with podcasting, for example. There's no algorithm that helps us in that way. And on YouTube, it's an algorithm, but it, there's so much more involvement in that. And and I've seen people's first videos become the sensation. And I'm not saying that that's going to happen. And the more videos you post and, and the more you learn about the platform, obviously, the more chances you, you offer yourself, which is key. So th- th- this has been great, Kenya. Thank you. To finish up here, maybe in the last five, 10 minutes, I would love just a brain dump of your favorite tips when it comes to using these kinds of platforms. The beauty of these things is they're easy to use, but they're also advanced. There's a lot of fun tools and things that you can use to make your videos stand out even more from text to effects and and whatnot. Like I want to hear from your brain, what are the best things that we could do or the the, the tips just to, to rock this? Yeah. So if a person is first starting out, first, I would say download TikTok right? And I want you to go to the little magnifying glass, which is the the discover page. And I want you to, in the search bar, I want you to search your business, like your type of business, and then just start binge watching all the ways that people are producing content in your field. That's going to give you content ideas for reels. That's going to give you content ideas for TikTok because you can't necessarily search for your business on reels right now, but you can search it in TikTok. Once you start seeing all that stuff, you can screenshot things and you can write down a whole content calendar of ideas from what everybody else is doing, right? That's the first thing that I would say. The second thing I would say is create like, you know, like a list of what you would be willing to do. Like if you're not willing to dance, then don't don't do dancing. What if you just want to do a screen recording? What if you just want to uh, do text overlay? What if you just want to show pictures of things? Whatever it is, you've got to make a list of what you are willing to do on the Reels platform or the TikTok platform, okay? Next thing is, create a story, create an Instagram story. And then I want you to take that story and I want you to upload it to Reels. 
Because the one way you're going to know that it works is when you create a good video, you post it, and you watch how much engagement you get on that one video that you probably have never gotten on any other video you've ever posted on Instagram. The moment you get that, what we call the quick win, then it's going to cause you to want to get to produce the next one and the next one. Once you produce your first video, then I want you to try to use the text feature. That one could maybe may trip you up a little bit if you're trying to make the text disappear, go, go here and go there. But first, just start by trying to put text and then each day add a little feature here and there. And just know, nobody's reels or TikToks are perfect unless they have a whole production team, right? Don't go for perfection, go for consistency. I love that. Consistency over perfection for sure. Adding text is something that does take a little bit of work to learn, but it is, once you get it, pretty intuitive. And I'm sure the Reels platform is going to improve. Uh, it's still very, very new. And TikTok is definitely the place to go for getting inspiration and, and searching. I remember I was like, just to, to, to bring it down to Reel, like I remember stumbling upon a random video on TikTok and it was showing these like bugs and they were like really disgusting and then it had like millions of views you could tell because there's like 500,000 likes right and then I go to their page and they're like they're a pest control company right so they were just showing like these bizarre photos of bugs that might be living under your home and I was like dude that's like that hooked me in yep and now I'm like okay I don't want that in my house <laughs> now I know a company right there's so many fun ways that businesses are starting to use this platform and I think the cool thing is it's 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 not just a post something and, and hope it, it takes a little bit of creativity it almost forces you to be a little creative and and I, and I like that I, I like that a lot and it's just a 15 second video so it's not as scary as like as, as YouTube any final parting words or tips for anybody who is going to be jumping into this world and putting themselves out there it's it feels a little vulnerable it feels weird to shake your booty a little bit on on the camera sometimes if that is what you want to do but how would you offer a little bit of comfort for us who are just jumping into these platforms? Yeah. So even though I have this big old personality and you can watch me on Reels or TikTok, wherever, I started out just like you guys. I had no idea what I was doing. I felt like, oh, maybe I should lose 10 more pounds before I get on here because my belly's sticking out. I had all these things, all these reasons why I shouldn't do it. But I kept having this thought, Kenya, you have been trying to get me on the front end of a trend for years. This is your moment. And I had to keep psyching myself up, myself up saying, Kenya, this is your moment. And I'm so glad that I did it because fast forward, 67,000 followers later on TikTok, Netflix reaching out to me, all these big brands paying me to do stuff. Whereas five months ago, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like this, this grandma on this app. Like, we're all been waiting for that moment when we can be in on the front of a trend. And this is that moment. Reels, like, it sounds bad, but TikTok is having this legal battle right now. And so Reels is like, we're going we're gonna to take over. And so in that moment, guess what? Instagram is trying to help you go viral. So get in front of it while you can and take advantage. For sure. And you, you said you had Netflix reach out to you, like these big brands because of, of Reels and TikTok? Yes. So a friend of mine, I, I turned th 39 in June and she was like, you're viral on TikTok. Do a dating campaign because I'm all single, ready to mingle. And <laughs> uh, and I like all men. Just shout out real quick. Uh, anyway, so she was like, do this little dating campaign and see if you can go viral. And so for seven days, I would dance and I would have text overlays saying, here are my features. Like, I love this. I love that. 
you know, like here are my deal breakers with dating and all this stuff. And I did it every single day for seven days and I didn't meet anybody. But then three weeks later, Netflix reached out and said, hey, we want you to be on our dating show and yada, yada, yada. But I had to have a teenage kid like in order to be on there. So I didn't get it. But last week, another dating app reached out and said, we want to feature you. We just need you to create a 15 second TikTok and we'll pay you. And I'm like, what? And I knew it was because of TikTok because nobody else knows me but TikTok. That's crazy. Well, congratulations to you. I'm so stoked to see how this takes you even further. One more time, where can people go to find more of you? Yeah, so you can find me on KenyaKelly.com and I'm on all the social medias, all of them. We appreciate you, Kenya. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for the inspiration. And I'm going to go finish that reel that I had drafted up now. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) All right, I hope you enjoyed that interview and just that education from Kenya Kelly at Kenya Kelly. Check her out, kenyakelly.com. She's got a great book. You can find all the things there. And she's given me a lot of inspiration. And even since recording this episode, even even just within a couple weeks after recording this episode, this episode's going out a couple months after we uh, recorded it. But now when I'm recording this intro, it's honestly, it's been pretty game-changing for me in terms of social media. Just to give you some perspective, a couple videos I created recently have each over 70,000 views. My recent YouTube videos with a subscribership of over 250,000 people just have a few thousand views. That's the YouTube algorithm for you. And these Instagram Reel algorithms, the TikTok algorithm, man, they're they're pushing them out there for us. Uh, This might be the time to do it. Who knows what's gonna happen later? We'll probably have an update uh, for you at some point. And obviously just follow Kenya. She's got all the latest updates and she's teaching people how to do reels and TikTok really well. And uh, again, Kenya, thank you for coming on the show. Make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already. I appreciate you so much for listening all the way through. I appreciate you. And I look forward to serving you in the next episode. We've got a really, really great success story coming up for you next week with a duo, a fun duo to come on the show. That's all I'm gonna say. Do you have any idea who it is? I'm, I'm pretty sure you don't. So make sure to subscribe to get access to that. Totally free, totally fun. Thanks so much. And as always, Team Flynn for the win. Peace out. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI. And today, I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point. So I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray. And in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure and it always finds a bright side. I really love it, and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.